Yo, 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 welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, the only podcast that promises to fix your life and then probably does not fix your life. We are going to give it a shot, though, because we like to try. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend in the whole wide world, Mike, is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? Now, you guys might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. The World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Uploaded.com brings them all together like one great, big, happy familia. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this show, Chris to Chris, for new episodes every single Friday. We are on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, etc., etc., etc. There's an old, uh, I think it was the Nike commercial. They go, I'm light years ahead of you, etc., etc. That is us. We are on everything, including Uploaded.com. That is the host of this podcast. That's our site, upandloaded.com, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D.com. Now that we are done with the plugs, let's talk about the show. We got a good show for y'all today. A good show or a great show? Let's say a great show. Let's bump it up to great. Uh, Today we're talking about angry birds, cheesy music, privacy policies, listener questions, and a whole lot more. But let's get started. Let it, let it, let's get it started. Let's do it. Why not? So, Whew, need to breathe here. Lately, you know, lately, I've been trying to think of ways to make this show more approachable and friendly to, to attract new listeners, right? I want to get 8 billion people listening to this show, so i got to figure out different ways to do that. So I spent a lot of time thinking about what it is that people really like and enjoy in a podcast. What is it that makes people keep coming back for more? You know, you could try a podcast and not come back. I want this to be a show that you try and stick with for the rest of your life. So I thought back to everything I've ever done in the past 15 years. Everything I've ever done, Mike. And you know what I realized? Everything I've done in the past 15 years had something in common. Anytime that I I went to an amusement park like Disneyland or or watched Netflix or bought a new phone or installed a new app on that phone, anything I've done, they all have this one thing in common. And do you know what that thing is, Mike? I do not. That's okay, Mike. I know you grew up a little slower than the rest of us, so I'm going to explain this for you. The one thing that all of these things had in common was that they all required me to agree to their terms of service before I could interact with them in any meaningful way. And I figured, you know, if we're all signing these terms of service documents for anything important in our lives, then Chris to Chris should be forcing our terms of service agreement onto our listeners so that anytime people listen to us, they see us as some sort of legitimate product. Sound good? Uh, I don't think any podcast forces their listeners to sign a terms of service agreement, bro. Then we're going to be the first, Mike. We will pioneer a brave new world where people have to agree to settle disputes with arbitration before they listen to a 30-minute comedy show. We will change the world. And I think it'll be for the better. We just need to figure out what we're going to write. In the meantime... We're going to move on to our tip of the week. So, my wife has been gone for the last few days, almost a week now. She's been visiting family. I know you want to know because you're nosy like that. She's been visiting family. So, she's gone. 
And while she was gone, one of the things I was planning to do was clean the oven in our kitchen. Because see, every now and then, our oven stops being this oven that you use to heat up food and make it crispy and, and taste good. And instead, it turns into this hot metal box whose sole purpose in life is to fill our home with as much smoke as humanly possible. Or maybe that would be as much smoke as mechanically possible. I I don't know the logistics of that. It's not a human. You get the idea. Anyway, yesterday I decided to take a look at the old can of oven cleaner that we have just sitting under the kitchen sink. And Mike, I shit you not, oven cleaner might be the most dangerous thing you can have in your home. I just learned this, you know. It's always kind of been in the back of your head. You always think like, oh yeah, oven cleaner, that sounds kind of dangerous. But let me, let, me, let me explain this to you. First of all, this can of oven cleaner, it's covered in tiny text all around that can. There's, there's just words everywhere. It's a novel. And the can says to read all of it before you even think about getting that oven cleaner working, before you even think about shaking it and spraying it, before you think about even doing anything, before you think about cleaning that oven, you better read that can. That's what it says. It's, you know, it's actually like reading a terms of service agreement for your oven. Anyway, I'm reading the back of this can, and it says all kinds of crazy stuff on it, like, for the love of God, don't let this stuff get near your skin, your eyes, your mouth, whatever. For the love of God, don't let it get near your skin. It will kill you. Mike, I picked up the can with my bare hand before I even started reading this thing. All of a sudden, I'm reading the same thing you would read when you get bit by a poisonous snake and you're panicking and looking for answers. That's what I'm reading on this thing that I'm supposed to be cleaning an oven with. So I shook the back of the can and it said, Do not touch me with anything thinner than boxing gloves or you will die. So, I looked all over for gloves, you know, like rubber latex gloves, whatever, anything to cover my hands with. But I couldn't find anything. My wife knows where everything is. You know, I've been looking for, all week, I've been looking for latex gloves and batteries. You know, I haven't needed batteries for for months. But all of a sudden, she's gone, and I need batteries. And we just bought a bunch of batteries at Costco. I have no idea where they are. And I know as soon as she walks through that door, and I say, Hey, I need batteries. Where are the batteries? She's going to just flip something over or or point at something. For all I know, those batteries are pinned up against the wall in the living room. And she's going to say, the batteries are right there. But I have no idea. I, I've torn this place apart looking for batteries and gloves. Anyway, I put the can down and I start scrubbing my hands with uh, water and soap because my hands started itching kind of violently. You know, I can't believe we're supposed to spray this stuff where we cook our food. This stuff is so dangerous, but we're supposed to spray it where we cook things that we eat. Anyway, it was a lost cause, right? So I looked at the back of the can again, and it said, Look, if your skin comes into contact with this product, please consider one of our affiliates for your funeral services. So, I don't know. It looks like that's all she wrote for old Chris. Days are numbered, I guess. And at the very least, at the very least, I am 
kind of concerned that my hand is going to fall off any day now. It certainly feels that way. Which is why our tip of the week this week is never let your oven get dirty. It's just not worth it, right? You can clean it and probably die from the cleaner or ingesting that cleaner. Because as soon as you spray that stuff, I'm sure you're supposed to uh, scrub it with a power washer after you're done using it. But that that stuff's going to get in your food one way or the other. So it's going to get your food, it's going to get your skin, it's going to get in your eyes. You're going to die. As soon as your oven gets dirty, you're going to die. That is what I've accepted this last week. And I know it's easier said than done to say, hey, just never get your oven dirty. Because, you know, you see, you cook a pizza. If you cook a pizza in the oven, you're going to cook it right, right? You're going to use the oven and cheese and... Uh, oil from the pepperonis. It's its just going to leak on down. It's going to cause grease smoke. Grease smoke. That's what fills your home with smoke. That's why we haven't been using our oven. And, you know, what am I going to use? The microwave? Am I supposed to use the microwave? No. You know, the microwave is... It, it's its good when you're in a jam, right? Like, say you need a you need to defrost something really quick or or... Or something. Like, hey, I just need to get some some radiated food in my body ASAP. That's what a microwave's good for. But if I have the time, I'll choose the oven over the microwave every time. Pizza and a microwave versus an oven. You reheat a pizza in the oven. It's nice, crispy, hot, delicious. You reheat a pizza in the microwave. It's floppy, wet, soggy. It's just not what it... What it Felt like it should be. So like I said, it's easier said than done. But that's why I think abstinence might be the best policy in this sort of case. You know, the only way to guarantee that your oven doesn't get dirty is to never use it at all. So this week's tip is never let your oven get dirty. And uh, that is probably achieved by never using your oven. Anyway, we got to move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. And in this corner, Cardi B has come under fire recently for getting on social media and admitting to drugging, raping, and robbing men in her younger days. Wow. How old is Cardi B? She's got to be like, what, 20-something? What is younger days for her? Wait, hold on. Oh, okay. I I don't think this has anything to do with video games. Oh, 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 okay, okay. There's a new trailer for the Angry Birds movie 2. Oh. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah, so we're finally getting the sequel that I guess everyone demanded. You know, after the first Angry Birds movie came out. Mike, did you see the Angry Birds movie? I, I, I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think I, I saw that movie years after it came out. When did it come out? I don't know. Uh, maybe a year, whatever. I saw it on Netflix, something like that. I was putting together some furniture. I just threw something on in the background. I have very little memory of it, but uh, it just didn't leave an impression. But luckily, we're getting a sequel, so they can they can try again. Anyway, I watched a trailer for Angry Birds 2. You know, it looks fine, I guess, but I just can't seem to get excited for it. It just feels like this movie was made for children. For children. This movie looks like it was made for children. And last time I checked, I'm not a child. 
I'm a full grown man. I have another problem with this movie. None of the birds in the trailer seemed angry. Like at all. Like not at all. They they were happy, they were smiling, they're probably dancing. And they're they're buddy buddies with, with the pigs that they were fighting in the first movie now. I, I don't know. I don't know. I want kids' movies to get more like they were in the 80s when everything was sad and animals died. It was depressing. I want kids to be scared when they go to the movies. Even if the movie is made for kids, I want kids to be terrified that something awful might happen, something scarring and, I guess you could say, character building might happen when you go to the movies. Nowadays, it's just singing and dancing. You can call it Angry Birds, but these birds are not angry at all. If you're going to call a movie Angry Birds, I expect those birds to be pissed. But they look pretty happy. You know, sometimes uh, my dad would get roped into seeing kids' movies with my, my younger brother. And he'd, he'd fall asleep in these movies. He, he would call them $15 naps. And this movie looks like a $15 nap if I ever saw one. Actually... Two tickets, 2019. It's at least, even across the country, I'd say this is probably a $20 nap. $20 nap. After you adjust for inflation. <sighs> Alright, I, I guess uh, look out for the Angry Birds movie 2 in theaters this summer. They didn't, I don't think they even gave it a date. They just said this summer. Oh, also, another video game news. EA just laid off 350 people, so hurrah to the video game industry. Motherfuckers. Whew. Okay. All right, back on track. So, according to The Atlantic, reading all of the terms of service and privacy policies you encounter in a year would take 76 work days. In other words, you would spend eight hours a day reading this shit, and it would still take you over two months to get through all of it. That is a long time to spend reading monotonous, legal, mumbo-jumbo. But I don't think it's long enough. So my goal is to turn those 76 days into 77 days. So I think the most important thing here is that the terms of service agreement for Chris to Chris is really, really long. Because you won't believe it's legit if you can read the whole thing in a minute or two. That would be pleasurable and uh, just... What is the word I'm looking for? Just okay? Like, you know, unoffensive. And the last thing you want in a podcast is unoffensive. So I've been workshopping some policies that I think would be perfect for the Chris to Chris terms of service. First, listeners are legally not allowed to kill me. This is very important. Any and all attempts at murdering me will be settled in arbitration. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, this is my life on the line. Okay? I'm not going to just... Uh, lay down my life. Wow, that's pretty uh, apt. I'm not going to lay down my life just because you feel like killing somebody today. Second, listeners will be required to vote in all polls on social media. Just like in North Korea. You know, I actually just found this out the other day. In North Korea, they have a, like a voting day where voting is pretty much mandatory, even though you can pretty much only vote for one guy. That's uh, Kim Jong-il. What are, are we on? No, no, it's Kim Jong-un. We used to be ill. We had the license to ill, but now we have the license to un. I don't know what comes next. Does Kim Jong-un have any kids? 
he will find, he will capture a beautiful wife. Anyway, uh, our polls have twice as many options as North Korean polls. You know, we got, we got two options because Facebook only allows us two, but to their credit, that's more than North Korea. At least I think so. Anyway, failure to vote will result in 100 mandatory hours of listener reprogramming. I haven't exactly decided what that entails, but I'm assuming some sort of brainwashing is in the the mix. Number three, by listening to this show, you agree that this podcast has been licensed to your ears and not sold to them. Your ears do not own this podcast in any way, shape, or form, and Chris to Chris reserves the right to revoke your ears. Mike, Mike, are you listening to this? Are you following me at all? Not at all. Well, I think we're off to a pretty good start. Mike, do me a favor and figure out a way to force all of our listeners to sign this before listening to each and every single episode. We got to move on to a little thing we like to call the news. Switzerland researchers are studying the effects of music on cheese. Finally, right? Okay, so according to NPR.org, the cheese in surround sound experiment began last fall with nine 22-pound wheels of emmental cheese placed in nine separate wooden crates. I'd, I'd never even heard of emmental cheese before this, but it looks a lot like cheddar in the pictures. Anyway, each cheese was played a different genre of music. One cheese wheel listened to Mozart. Another listened to Led Zeppelin. There was a jazz cheese, a hip-hop cheese, a techno cheese, etc., etc. The article does not specify whether or not the cheese had to listen to the same song for six months straight, which would drive any cheese mad, but they also don't say it didn't. There was one controlled cheese that uh, listened to nothing for six months straight. I don't know what's worse, you know, listening to the same song over and over for six months or listening to nothing. You know, actually, I do know it's worse. Listening to the same song over and over would probably drive a cheese to murder. So which genre of music makes the best cheese? Well, uh, the torture experiment concluded and expert cheese eaters declared that cheese exposed to music had a milder taste than the cheese exposed to silence. Which one tasted better? Which one tasted better? Well, experts concluded that the cheese subjugated to hip-hop for six months straight had a discernibly stronger smell and stronger, fruitier taste than any other test samples. And apparently that's a good thing. I didn't know uh, cheese was supposed to have a, a strong, fruity taste, but I guess I guess it was. I've been eating cheese wrong my whole life. Now, I want to know how these these researchers got to this point. You know, who said, yeah, it's good, but this cheddar would taste so much better if it had better taste in music. Now, according to the article, the cheese subjugated to rock and roll and techno tasted practically the same. Which, uh, you know, I'd never considered these genres the same, but who would know better than cheese that has been forced to listen to the same songs for six months nonstop? And uh, just to kind of give you a 
quick rundown of how this works. Because I read the article, but I, I kind of vaguely remember it, and I can't be bothered to look at it again for the sake of accuracy. But it's something to do with the, the way the bacteria or the, the little cells are, are creating the cheese, you know? You're pumping base and, and uh, treble all up in that, uh, that cheese, all up in that queso, and it affects the way the, the, the bacteria and the mitochondria uh, form that cheese, form the taste of the cheese. Anyway, the article ends on a joke. They said, There's no report yet on how the sound of NPR might impact the taste of cheese. Well, guess what? I got some good news for you. I know the answer to this. NPR makes cheese taste like comatose. Get it? Comatose? Like, like lactose? You, you get it. You get it. Whew. Anyway, in other news... A New Jersey goat has lived to see another day after escaping a sacrificial ritual. <sighs> I was supposed to say a New Jersey sheep, screwing it up right from the beginning. It's kind of important that I say sheep and not goat. You'll see. Let's move on with our lives. Thank you. Now, according to UPI.com, the Popcorn Park Animal Refuge took in the sheep after he was found hanging out in the city of Orange with balloons tied to his tail and ear tag. It's a crazy story. So when I, when I first heard this, my, my brain immediately jumped to Satanists, right? Because this sounds like the kind of weird shit a hardcore Satanist might do. But, you know, actually, don't they usually mess with goats? Who And it, that doesn't even really matter, because regardless, who is still sacrificing woolly mammals in 2019 right is that even a real sacrifice like oh yeah i lost a sheep today like what were you doing with the sheep outside of it being a pet maybe like that you really loved how much of a sacrifice is a sheep to anybody in 2019 unless you're a shepherd wouldn't a bigger sacrifice be i don't know your stupid phone or uh, your tablet or your uh what, what did that that dumbass uh congressman say he said uh millennials love uh, avocado toast? Wouldn't that be a bigger sacrifice to anybody? Even, even, uh, 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 what, what is the word I'm looking for, Mike? What the fuck? I don't know. A baby boomer. Anyway, the, the, these people fucked up this poor sheep's eyeball. They, they messed it up, right? They, they really damaged it. There's some pictures of it, and it, it's awful. But, luckily, the, the, the little sheep is seeing fine now. So he's going to know exactly what these fools look like when he fucks their punk asses up. I'm mad, apparently. This story made me mad. Whew, let's calm down. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's uh, relax with a little bit of terms of service talk. Actually, all this terms of service talk has me itching to come up with a bitchin' privacy policy for Chris to Chris. Because the only thing ladies love more than a terms of service agreement as a thick privacy policy. Hey, Mike, do you think our listeners would be willing to agree to allow us to use their name and likeness for promotional purposes? No. Well, I don't think we should let your bad attitude get in our way, right? Mike, do me a favor and uh, write up a nice privacy policy to go with our new terms of service. And don't skip on the goods either. 
I want our listeners agreeing to giving us their credit card and social security numbers, their addresses, fingerprint data, et cetera, et cetera. And in return, we promise to sell that information to the highest bidder and store it all on our website in plain unencrypted text, just like Facebook got in trouble for this past week. Wow, we're really flying here. We got to move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. We've got some great questions today. Yillian asks, hey, Chris, green or red salsa? That's a good question. It's a good question I've not been asked in a while. And I'm going to say, I'm going to take a hard line stance and say both. Both. I like green and red salsa. I like my salsa to be mixed. I want it to look like Christmas, green and red, Christmas colors. I don't, I don't like mild salsa, though. I'm not a big fan of that because, you know, it's mild. I like to have that taste. I like to feel like there's an imminent threat of dangerous heartburn anytime I eat a chip or a burrito or uh, uh, an enchilada. I want salsa to be delicious but also dangerous. Ken asks, Do you think if the super friends were actually super at being friends that there would never have been a legion of doom? I think that's an excellent point. Perhaps the legion of doom just wanted to be friends. Maybe they wanted to get invited to a bar or go to the bowling alley every now and then. Why did Batman only have to hang out with Superman? Why couldn't they hang out with Dr. Doom? Or uh, is Dr. Dr. Doom has to be in the legion of doom, right? Who else was in there? Uh, Lex Luthor? Dr. Bad Guy. Why, why wouldn't you invite Dr. Bad Guy to your Dr. Good Guy party? I think that's a good, good point, Ken. Devin asks, Have you ever been shopping in Lesotho Town or Little Brunei? Great question. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I have not. But I think I absolutely must do this. I've never heard of either of these places, but I think I absolutely must do this. If I actually want Chris to Chris to get to that full 8 billion person listenership, I must explore every corner of the planet. I must spam this show everywhere I go. Even to people that I, I, I have no connection with, no commonality with, I need to be giving out business cards in their language. So I need to go to Little Brunei. And Lesotho Town, and spread the word, regardless of how different and alienated we might feel with each other. Let's see here. Uh, Yillian asks My white male co worker got a promotion, and only three others got a promotion too. But only three others were Hispanic. Is this white privilege? Hmm. Well, I reject your statement because it assumes that this white guy is happy to be promoted. Maybe he has to stay late every day. Maybe he doesn't feel appreciated. Maybe he doesn't like the job that much. Maybe. I don't know. Completely disconnected from this question, but maybe. <sighs> Let's see here. Ken asks, how come the superhero Cable's superpower isn't horrible customer service? Let's see what you did there. Well, I think the answer to this is fairly simple. 
I think Cable has just seen too much. You know, isn't he like an interdimensional time traveler? And to work in customer service for a cable company, you can only see one thing. And that's the clock. That's all you're looking at when you work in customer service for any job, cable company or not. You're looking at the clock. You're just watching it slowly tick away the seconds of your life until you can go home and die. That's it. You're just waiting for the clock to move on and for your life to be over. And Cable, well, he gets to spend all of his free time thinking about Deadpool and Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and how much he misses his family. I guess I'm jealous of Cable. Yeah. Also, you know, side note, customer service is the worst. Customer service is the worst. And to anybody, to anybody out there, this goes to anybody that I want listening to my show included. If you are chewing out people in customer service, and granted, I I know some people in customer service just suck. Maybe some of them deserve it a little bit, but for the most part. If you're you're giving shit to somebody that is getting paid probably much less than somebody like you makes, and you're, you're just railing people through the coals, over decisions that they have no control over. You need to rethink your life. Rethink your priorities. It's not cool, man. It's not cool. I don't know. That That's my little soapbox on uh, customer service today. What else we got here? Yillian asks, What is the best kind of cheese for nachos? Well, mozzarella is the best kind of cheese for nachos. However... It must be mozzarella that has been forced to listen to Maria Maria by Carlos Santana for six months straight in a wooden crate. I don't know. It doesn't have to necessarily be mozzarella. It could be a queso fresco. Fresco? Kalo? Kalo? Man, let's rewind that. Mike, can you uh, delete everything I just said in the last five seconds? Thank you. Queso fresco. No, it can't be queso fresco because the word fresco is in there. And you don't want some fresco cheese sitting out for six months. For for the for the uninitiated, fresco means fresh, I believe. That's why uh, Subway's Spanish, uh, uh, what is it called? Subway's uh, Spanish slogan is come fresco, comer fresco. I don't know. We're losing the plot here. I think it's uh, it's time to wrap this show up almost. We've got a few more questions to get through here. Devin asks, Mike has been a little too charismatic these days. Can you quell that somehow for the sake of the listeners? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Mike has been a lot nicer since I, just not to brag, since I destroyed him in that rap battle we had a few episodes ago. I guess it was a one-sided battle. Maybe Mike's getting a little too big for his britches. Maybe we should fix that. Mike! Hey, Mike! Mike! Just want to remind you, you still suck. You still suck. All right? You work here, but you still suck. Let's see here. Ken asks, isn't it true that Mike is actually the brains behind Chris to Chris and you are just the pretty boy frontman? Yo. Yo. 
what the hell's going on with all these Mike compliments this week? Mike, you gonna claim responsibility for any of this show's greatness? Hmm? <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you know what? What the hell? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all me. I love talking about Angry Birds and and cheese music and whatever the fuck you talk. Mike, you are the worst person. You're the worst person there is and ever was. I hate you. Come back next week. Anyway, thanks for the questions, guys. As always, you can ask questions on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We're on Twitter as well. We're on Instagram or Instant Graham Cracker, if I prefer. And uh, last week, we had a poll. We have polls on Facebook every every single week. It's beautiful. Uh, last week, we asked, what is the best way to exercise? 20% of you said, best way to exercise is until you pass out, bruh. 80% of you said the best way to exercise is with food. There's an episode of Seinfeld, I think, uh, where uh, George Costanza is uh, trying to improve his sex life by, by eating during sex. I guess that's it's a similar idea. Just kind of realized that now. You, you can eat while you, while you exercise. And most of you seem to think that's a good idea, right? Burn the calories while you add them. Why not? This week's poll asks, hey, do you read the terms of service agreements? Don't forget that you guys can subscribe to this show and uh, follow us at uh, all those social media accounts I just mentioned. There's a lot of them, or three of them, whatever. We are on iTunes. Hey, you guys should also, please feel free to review us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. It really helps the show, so I'm told by other more popular podcasts. But our goal is to get to 8 billion listeners. And if we get to 8 billion listeners, I guarantee you we will probably be the most popular podcast in the world. Actually, I'm fairly certain of it. So we're going to start small, get with 8 billion listeners, and then we'll move on beyond this planet to whoever else in the galaxy or other dimensions might be listening. This has been episode 26 of Chris to Chris. Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. You guys have been wonderful. Now, I want to end this with one simple statement. Enjoy your weekend or else. Adios.